We would like to start today's episode by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording this episode on today. We recognise their ongoing connection to the land, water and community, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. Here at Allens, they want you to learn and they want you to enjoy yourself. Go for it and keep your mind open. But a mentality of celebrating difference. Pro bono is a really important element. You play a pretty critical role. The work we do towards reconciliation, sustainability and philanthropy. God, my friends have taught me so much during this experience. Got off the train and I was like Elle Woods arriving at Harvard. (laughs) I was just like, this is my moment. If you have a smile on your face and you're willing to get stuck in and apply yourself, then you'll bring so much value. I'm Mel. I'm Talia. And this is Alan's Confidential. Welcome to another episode of Alan's Confidential. My name is Melissa Camp. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm an associate in the competition, consumer and regulatory practice. And my name is Talia Rodriguez. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm an associate in the disputes and investigations team here in Sydney. And today we are joined by a Relatively special guest, I would say. <laughs> Richard? Oh, well, not really. Uh, hi, I'm Richard Spirio. I'm the firm's managing partner. I am super excited to be on the podcast. I am a big fan. I think it's a great program. I've been very nervous about coming on, but it's been a terrific to listen to this, to hear about people's stories. And I think you both do a terrific job in getting great insights from people, but also sharing your own stories. So, I'm not sure I can live up to uh, what's gone before me, but I'll do my best. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine. Well, we might cut to it and start with our first segment, which Mel and I have aptly named Nightmare Fuel. So Richard, we want to know what has been an embarrassing moment for you at work? I'll have to just choose one. Uh, There'd be quite a few (laughs) I I could share with you. Why don't I uh, tell you the thing that happened to me actually before I started at the firm when I was at university and uh, studying law. And that was in the early 90s. I know that's going to date me, but it is what it is. There was an intra-university law school football game that I was playing in and the whole day was sponsored by the firm. This was before I was starting at the firm. Fun day, played a game of footy, game finished. A couple of my friends were standing on the boundary line giving me a bit of shtick after the game. (laughs) I had a water jug in my hand and I decided I would throw the water over them. So I turned around, threw the water at them out of the jug. And it, as it was leaving in the corner of my eye, I could see the <laughs> Allen staff partner walk into my field of vision and then just walk directly in between. And I covered him in water. I said, well, that was the end of a very uh, of a promising career. And I thought, this is the person in a couple of weeks going to be deciding to offer me a job or not. And thankfully he did. But even up until today, I think to myself when I've had a bad moment, well, I don't think I've thrown a jug of water over a decision maker, so it can't be that bad. Did he bring it up in your interview? Uh, constantly. Yeah, good <laughs> and, on and, and ever since. Yeah, I was going to say, I personally wouldn't let someone live that one down. And for anyone listening along at home wondering, how can I really stand out at the final Allen's event before offers day? <laughs> You've heard it here first. Jug of water. A jug of water over the managing partner could just do it for you. So <laughs> Yeah, look, I look I, I look forward to that. We'll find out how many listeners you've got. Yeah. And how many jugs of water I get. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. We might get started with our first question for today. So Richard, if you could tell us a bit about your background and how it is that you actually came to be a lawyer. Sure. And I don't want to turn this into an episode of who do you think you are, but do you mind if I just go a Please? little bit back into Please? some cultural background? <laughs> My family on both sides comes from Sicily. So my parents grew up there separately in small towns outside of Catania and Messina. 
after the Second World War. They came out as teenagers, came out separately to Australia and doing what a lot of people were doing at that time and looking for a better life. They met here, they worked hard, they got married. They didn't have the opportunity to go to university, but luckily my older brother and I did. So I can tell you that growing up, being the managing partner of Australia's oldest law firm wasn't on my uh, to-do list, <laughs> but I sort of stumbled a bit into law. And the more I studied it at university, the more I enjoyed it. And then growing up in university and studying and then getting the opportunity to do some clerkships in the Melbourne program. So I'm originally from, I am from, live in Melbourne and in the Melbourne program, you get to do a number of clerkships at different firms. I know in Sydney, it's a bit different. Sounds like treason, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to do multiple sort of three or four week ones. And even back then you could, you could do more because they started a bit earlier. Anyway, so I went to those clerkships. I had no idea what to wear, what to do, what to say, what I'd be doing as a lawyer, kind of walking around starry-eyed trying to work <laughs> out what I'm doing here and keep waiting for somebody to walk up behind me and tap me on the shoulder and say, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. You're going to have to leave. You think we still actually have yeah. those moments today? Well, I was going to say, I feel a bit like that myself too <laughs> yeah. today. The more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. I got the opportunity to come to Allen's. I just loved it. I got terrific experiences. I got to work on really interesting things throughout my career. I've got to do different things throughout it and ultimately had the opportunity to be the managing partner and it's been a terrific ride. That is a, a very interesting progression, I suppose, and one that I think is more familiar in our firm than you initially think when you're on the outside coming in. I think it's something that you always perceive the people at Allen's to have had a particular pathway here. And actually, when you get here, you find that a lot of people have come in with the same starry-eyed imposter syndrome, what am I doing here kind of feeling. And it kind of helps you bond together with your colleagues when you realize that we're all just big kids here making it up as we go, really. You're right, Mel. I came in thinking that everyone would, at the firm would, would be 15 generations of lawyers and be super plugged into everything and know how everything works. And it's actually not like that. The, the firm is made up of people from lots of different perspectives, backgrounds, experiences. I think we're a lot better now at people sharing their stories, which is great. Well, you two do a, a, have played a great role in sharing your own stories. Talia and I share a Sicilian uh, heritage, by the way, Mel. The more you hear from about people, and I think it's great that we do share stories to, to realise that we're all not as different as sometimes we think. I guess reflecting on your career then, are there any milestones to you that stand out or things that you're most proud of? Well, it's not really a highlight, but it is something that I think that I am most proud of. And context, of course, was COVID and everything happening around the world, uh, which was really terrible, a really terrible time. It impacted lots of people. Many people died, of course, and uh, health impacts for many people. And it was a really, really tough time for many, many people. At the firm, it was the moment where really people pulled together and supported each other. And I think that that is something that I will be most proud of when I think about how our people supported each other through that. I mean, to think that we made a decision on a Sunday that we'd all work from home uh, and we all did. Everybody moved home. Everybody moved virtually. We worked out new ways of working, new ways of supporting each other. We found out lots about our colleagues who we didn't know before because we've got to look into everybody's <laughs> kitchen and yeah. lounge room and dining room <laughs> or whatever. It was a really tough time, but everyone at the firm just really pulled together and we just sort of battled through. One of our firm values is being in it together. And that was has never been stronger than through those COVID years. 
I must agree because Talia and I both started in the same year, which was 2021. And we were lucky enough to have, I think it was maybe two and a half months in the office before we went home. We spent pretty much our entire first year in the graduate program in lockdown. And I think that was something that was really highlighted to me during that time, as well as a junior lawyer, that while you weren't having that face-to-face contact, people were so conscious of still making the grad year what it was meant to be to invest in your development to reach out and make sure you had appropriate supports and similarly to just take the opportunity to get to know you in perhaps a bit of a different way like the amount of virtual floor tours and people kind of asking what's that in the background and just (laughs) people's kids would always pop into frame emulating water cooler chat though through microsoft teams i think it actually did it did work Yeah. yeah and i think it was actually quite nice and almost built rapport in a way faster in some respects because of the way people were so willing to open up yeah. their lives to each other if during that time. you can see time, my washing in the background, we're immediately best friends. Yes. <laughs> like We are a lot closer than we would have been if we'd met at work. I think that actually rings very true. Yeah. yeah. It, it was also interesting for the family, I guess, to get a bit of an insight into what work was like as well. So uh, my wife's also a partner at the firm and we have two teenage daughters. And at the end of that, one of our daughters said, we worked out the difference between your, your mum's job. Mum's job, she's a, a, a litigator. An so actual lawyer. An then. actual lawyer <laughs> doing actual things, reading actual cases and giving actual advice. And you seem to spend a lot of your time on Teams calls saying, how are you going, mate? What's happening? <laughs> but, I mean, it's a slight exaggeration. Harsh There's, feedback the, from the ones we love the most. <laughs> hey, hey, teenage children are there to keep you grounded. And yeah, they mine do. do a very good job of that. Humbling, yeah. humbling experience. We have a monthly coffee catch up and I'm picturing your daughters watching you in the kitchen trying to really agonise over which mug of the cupboard is going to be the best one to show off that month while your <laughs> wife's, you know, deep into a 300 page long judgment trying to figure out, you know, how to appropriately advise her client. But anyway, but we'll Mel, leave that one there. Mel, you've just described many, many months of uh, what it was like. And that was that was one of some of my toughest decisions, yeah. which, which coffee cup to use. Yeah, you I know. thought it might have been. And I suppose on that, it leads us quite nicely into the next question is talking about some of the challenges you've overcome in your career. And I might ask you to go a little bit further than what colour coffee mug you picked that particular yeah, month. Leaving teenage daughters aside, this yeah. is career challenges. <laughs> I guess I've always thought, think about my career and what I've done, I just think there's lots of challenges along the way. So it's rather than having one or two particular things that stand out, throughout my time at the firm, I've found it really lucky to feel like I've been stretched in lots of different ways. From when you start and you have no idea about how things work, going through different stages at the firm, becoming more senior, getting involved in new transactions, doing new things for clients. It's amazing how many times doing work, you'll be trying to do something that's never been done before. And that is a challenge and a stretch. And then that's led me to also to other roles like the one I've got now, which is very different to what I was doing as a uh, practicing lawyer. And that is a, that's a stretch and a challenge. And almost every day you're faced with something which is a bit different and there isn't a rule book to guide you through what, what to do. So there's lots of challenges along the way. What I have found to be great, one of the lessons I've learned is to have great people around you and that making sure you have the realisation that not every great idea or solution needs to come from your own brain. Uh, A few of them do. Well, I'm struggling with mine and thankfully we're not relying just on my great uh, ideas. We can brainstorm later if you need some great minds. We've got a couple I can think of. I know know two I can speak with. Yeah, Yeah. But, but, well, that's a great example actually because – 
if you think about this podcast, now this podcast was started by Rose in Geneva a few years ago. That was an idea that came up from them and working with the comms team, put it together and it's it's been great. But that's not something that's come out of my brain. I guess what we try and do and what I try and make sure we do our best is that we create an environment where people can be themselves and be the best they can be. And through that, you get ideas, you get people working together, you get solutions to problems, you get things moving forward. There is a point when you kind of will realize that you're going to get a lot further in life working with people and getting the best out of them and and letting people be their best. And that's much better for the firm than trying to solve everything yourself. I agree. Even moving into the associate role, kind of coming out of the grad program and suddenly being that next step up where you're kind of having people under you. I've realized that you don't even need to have all the answers there. A lot of the time, actually, the best ideas come when I've been asked to do something and I just turn around to my graduate team and say, do you guys have an idea of how to do this? And they're coming back with ideas that are just never would have come to my mind in a million years. And I think learning that you don't have to have the answers at any stage, that there are always people below you, above you that have either done it before or who, when you ask them and say, what do you think about this, are probably going to bring something new to you that no one has thought of before. And that's the beauty of working in a place like Allen's, I suppose. Absolutely. Or or otherwise, we'd kind of just be or working on our own and trying to do the best we can. So it's terrific that you found it that way. Let's move away from work a bit now and and get into what kind of things you like to do to prioritise your wellbeing. We know that this is an area that's particularly important to our up and coming lawyers. And I guess we wanted to pick your brains about what tips you had for our listeners to continue to make wellbeing a priority during their careers based on your own experiences. We talked earlier about family. And I think, you know, for me, spending time with the family, being with the family is a really important thing to do. So I always make that a priority. And I think, you know, I'd encourage to people to always be thinking about their family and friends and um, and what is around them. Beyond that, I think it's very personal as to how people think about their well-being and what they can do. There is something for me for getting a, getting a break and clearing your mind. Now, whether people call that mindfulness or something else, but I think being able to get away from things, from work and a break from it is is important and people will do that in different ways. For me, I'm not a fitness fanatic by any stretch, but, 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 uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> no, I'm not, but I, do. I, I quite like exercise to me. It's very important getting outside and I do it in lots of different ways. So I got a person who's been my mentor throughout my career. We often uh, will go for a walk together and that's a great opportunity to sort of get things off my mind and talk about things. I've got a group of friends that I've known for over 20 years and every Saturday morning we go for a kick of the footy. It's a big way for me to- <laughs> Very de- Melbourne. De- de- very Melbourne, I know, I'm sorry. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a way to decompress on the week, go running on my own sometimes. I think that's a great way to, to get thoughts or think about a problem from a new way. Often when you're not thinking about something, something will pop into your head, which is great. I really enjoy running with or walking with colleagues in the firm. So when I get around, especially when I travel, I do like to go running with the local run clubs in each office. You meet new people across the firm, you hear what's going on. Sometimes I'll have a that sort of meeting with a colleague or a client, or as I say, with one of the run clubs, which is great. So I'll be getting around to the offices in Australia to do a run with everybody, which hopefully will be a lot of fun. And my secret is because I'm not very fit, I can't actually talk 
and run at the same time. Mm, so me I ask a question at the start of the run and then I just listen. Listen. And <laughs> and that's when you learn a lot. I really enjoy it. For me, it's a good it's just a good way to get out of the office, think about something uh, differently and, and get outside. As I say, especially when you're when you're traveling. Yeah. See, I would never meet anyone at Run Club because I couldn't keep up. So they would just be so far ahead. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be on my own. It wouldn't be much of a club. I'm more, I like boxing. I enjoy boxing. That's how I compensate for being 5'2 uh, in stature is, is through boxing. Yeah. You're throwing a lot at me there, Tay. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> All I can say is You that look nervous. <laughs> I, I am. Am I out of reach from you at the moment? Yeah, I think yeah. I am. Uh, my arm span is not that long. <laughs> you're good. Run Club is not as hardcore as you think. Okay. It's run Distance at a pretty wise or pace? What are we talking about? Well, interestingly. More of a trot it's, it's club. A different, there's different. There's different. In each office, they have oh, a different. Oh, there's ranges. There's, there's levels just, to there's it. There's a range. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, good to know. After it's nice and friendly. Four or five K. Oh, okay. People of all all running all abilities. <laughs> all, all running abilities. It's fine. Don't worry. Good you know. won't be running faster than me. Noted. So if you weren't going to be a professional runner, Richard, um, <laughs> and you also weren't going to be a lawyer, what would you have chosen to do? I know for myself, I was actually enrolled in interior and spatial design at uni and decided to take a gap year before heading into law. So I'm curious to see if you had any kind of interests or hobbies or other career paths at some point. <sighs> That sounds fascinating, interior and space design. Yeah, I thought sitting at a desk in a law firm sounds so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Taya, how about you? Other than a boxer. Oh, I don't know. Put me on the Graham Norton show, but I'm Graham Norton. So just, <laughs> just talking full time, really, maybe. I see that for yeah. you. Yeah, chasing eternal sunshine, something nice, you know, stand up in New York. We'll see where life takes all me. I'm still things, young. I'm all, still young. All those things are still ahead of you. That's exactly right. As is a career in the law. Don't take that the wrong way. I was going to say, I think the yeah. managing partner is saying you've limited your future yes. prospects. No, no, no. <laughs> that was direct feedback. Not. You're all hearing it live. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Unfortunately, professional sports wouldn't have been my path. And I actually don't know what I've been if I hadn't been a lawyer. I, I think about what I enjoy about the job now, and it is actually about engaging with people, working with people, jointly solving problems, helping clients see what's coming and get around issues and things. So I think if I wasn't a lawyer, I would probably be finding something where, which had all those elements um, in it as well, in a different sort of way. So I don't know what that would have looked like, but it would have been something where I got to do all of those things, I think. Well, luckily you're still at Allen's and staying here for the foreseeable future. So what is Allen's doing now uh, that's going to shape the future for our graduates and the next incoming cohort? It's a really good question. I think this is a fascinating time to come into the profession. I think about the change that I have seen over the nearly 30 years that I've been in the profession and what I've seen. I've seen a lot of change. I actually think the change ahead of us uh, is going to happen and it's going to be a lot more and a lot more accelerated. So I think I think that this is a fascinating time. I think we're going to see things around AI and tech and data, which we probably can't even really believe or envisage from where we are now. Then you put that next to some really big global challenges that we're facing and we have to think about how we're going to solve. You think about the decarbonisation, you think about what we need around infrastructure, all of these big challenges that we're facing ahead of us and different ways we're going to be able to work through those and solve those problems. So I think it's a really fascinating time to be entering into the profession. Together with the time, also I think that hybrid working and working differently is also part of how we work as well. I'm very excited by what's ahead and the change that I think we'll all experience. And we're doing lots of things around that. One of the things I think which is most interesting is we've 
recently launched our own instance of chat GPT, which we have called after a popular vote, um, <laughs> early. That Which was my great. vote. I was actually very happy yeah. about that. Excellent. Yeah. Also, the little icon is so cute. It's like <laughs> reminds me of the Allen bot, but it's like an AI version. It's kind of like Wally, but on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you glad you both like it. Yeah. I um, we're very engaged. <laughs> I, I'm, I was just pleased that the vote that that sort of Bodie McBoface didn't win the, the vote, but yes. um, that Ely did. Now it's a great name, named after the first female lawyer in any of the predecessor firms of Allen. So that's great. I think that's going to be a terrific way for us to experiment with what generative AI can do to test how it can be done, to be test all done in a confidential and safe way. <laughs> but I think it's it's a really great thing. So I think I think we're just really at the beginning of a very exciting time ahead of us when lots of things will change. And I don't think that the net result of that is that we don't need lawyers. I think we always will. But I think the things that we will do and how we will practice law will be different to the, what we're doing today and certainly very different to the way when I started. I can't wait to be further along in my career and be that partner if I get there. Just putting this on the record. Any feedback for me, Richard? You, you can... might as well make a case now, Mel, <laughs> while we're here. While we're here. No, well, one, I really just aspire to be the person that walks around to the juniors and saying, back in my day, effectively. <laughs> that's the that's the real goal. But I think, you know, now when I've been during my corporate rotation, doing due diligence for clients in my competition consumer role, one, still going into <laughs> due diligence um, areas for clients, but also doing document reviews. I have almost every single time I've had one of those projects had some partner say to me, back in my day, we, we used to have to <laughs> physically yeah. go to a storeroom and look through the archive boxes, or we used to have to physically black out with a marker, you know, line by line through documents. So I can't wait to be that person in, say, 20 years when generative AI is doing whatever weird and wonderful things we get to with it, to say, back in my day, I used to have to manually go through a virtual data room. Can you imagine it? And have the juniors sitting there going, a what? there wasn't a these what? robots. Yeah. I want to do it for me. Yeah, I didn't have just that chip in my brain. Having like, that just new. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. So Dude. I shouldn't tell my microfish story, but I guess not. No. No, I think Microfish. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 you have oh, to tell no, it. Yeah. You've yeah. dropped the bait. Oh, Let's, no, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hooked <laughs> immediately. <laughs> go on. <laughs> when you have to go look for an, an ASX announcement that a company had made, you actually they physically go to the stock exchange and they kept everything on microfiche, which was like sheets of negatives, like film, about the size of an envelope. That's probably not helpful either. No. But size of an envelope. And you'd have to put them through and look at them one by one and they would pop up a on projector. a screen on a projector that you'd sit there pouring through it. I just think about, as I say, what I've seen and what is ahead of us. I think it's a very exciting time. Well, what we've seen in three years has just been phenomenal. Yeah. Like it is truly, yeah, um, at the forefront of great change, I think, and there's a, a lot to come. Yeah. I was going to say you lost me when I realised that microfish wasn't actually small, tiny fish <laughs> swimming around with the ASX announcements on it, but you know, <laughs> that's okay. Can you give us a piece of advice that you wish you received as a student or when you were starting out your legal career? Obviously, stay away from jugs of water. That's a yep, good tip. solid. I think when I reflect on talk with people coming into the firm, one of the things I always say to them is be enthusiastic, grab every opportunity you're going to get. I know that people sometimes stress about 
which groups they're going to rotate through or which matters they're going to work on or which particular tasks they're getting assigned. And I just encourage people not to get worried about all of those little things and just throw yourself into every opportunity you're going to get. You'll get to work on different matters with different people. You'll get experiences that you aren't expecting. And the sum of all that goes up to make who you are and goes to make up your career. Even those things which you start off thinking you're not sure you're going to like it, have a crack, give it a go. And I think you can be surprised where all that can take you. Agree. Very good advice to say yes, I think, and just take everything that comes your way, time permitting, of course. And it's a great way to meet people as well across the firm, be it through Women at Allen's or this run club that I might look into. (laughs) Um, But no, there's just so much on offer work-wise, but people-wise as well. And I think it can just really enrich your life, um, the things that we have on offer. Our last question for you, Richard, and we'll finish on an easy note for you. What do you listen to in your spare time? Well, I don't mind listening to podcasts. And of course, Alan's Confidential. I wouldn't miss an episode. Correct answer. Thank this you. Is, to, we've ding. now made it to page two, where the other <laughs> nice things that Richard was going to say about us have come. So... Rest is history. I like that as well. Yeah. And I've actually also got into Sports Bazaar, Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy. Is that the one where they go through different kind of bizarre facts and different about people sport? in sport? Yeah, yeah, like I the title would suggest. Uh, like, <laughs> yes. like it says on the box, yeah. Sports Bazaar. Yeah, it is. So as you can tell, I kind of like to listen to stuff which is very different to the law and gets your head out of mm. what you're dealing with day to day. So, But I'm always open for good suggestions. Anything you want to throw my way? Recently went to one by the Imperfects podcast, which is run by two brothers, Josh and Hugh um, Van Kylenberg and Ryan Shelton, who used to be on um, Rove actually, is kind of well known in the media scene. But their whole premise is just interviewing different Australian celebrities to talk about, I suppose, when people whose lives look perfect and actually having a really honest conversation with them about what their life looks like in practice, I, mm. what their life actually looked like. And and you come to realise that a lot of these people you look up to and you aspire to and you think they have these perfect lives don't necessarily. Um, and that's one that I really enjoy. Yeah, what a great premise. And I do think it's really good observation because from the outside, it pe- might seem that people have always had the particular life they're having at the moment when in fact everybody's journey is very different. And as I say, made up of lots of different experiences and things. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, main reason why we wanted to be the host of, of this podcast is to, to pull out those stories. Not so much 60 minutes wise, we'll steer away from that, but um, <laughs> no, definitely a, yeah, fun part of the job, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you because I think you, as I said earlier, I think you do a great job and a great way of sharing your own stories, but also getting really good insights from others who come on the show. Thank you. That, that thank means you. a lot. And um. Appreciate your time. I think that does bring us to the end today. So you're off the hook. You're free to go. You've passed the test, said all the right things. Um, but no, thank you so much um, for, for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Appreciate it, Richard. Great. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you.